0: J Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off on the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Come on up in here, okay? Come on up in here. But while you're here, I ask that you go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Hit that like button if you enjoy all the State of the Saints podcast content and all that it entails. All right. And also. I'll be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the support that I got uh, earlier. Uh, I was on the Atlanta Falcon Nation podcast talking about the Saints week one matchup versus the Falcons. And I want to say to everybody that, that chimed in, that was there watching that in support of yours truly. I mean, it's from the bottom of my heart, man. I started this show back in 2018, October of 2018. Well, September of 2018 and uh the support i have gotten since i started and pressed record for the very first time it's just absolutely overwhelming like words cannot describe how much that means to me and um man i love y'all real talk y'all y'all could be doing some other stuff you got a nfl game on right now you got i think big q he went live but to stop by for a few minutes, uh, to chime in, I mean this. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for riding with me. Thank y'all so much for your support. And I appreciate that. And if you didn't check it out, uh, you can go to YouTube.com, uh, search uh, Atlanta Falcon Nation. Um, it was a good show, man. I I, did, I expected uh, for them to bring the heat, which they did. And I, I'm appreciative of that. You know, because sometimes when you go on rival shows, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I, I'm you know i'm gonna be reserved i I like the fact that they brought the energy and they have love for their team i'm I'm not mad at that i'm not mad at the fact that a rival loves their team i expect them to just like (laughs) i love the new orleans saints now do i agree with some of the things that they they said absolutely not and i'm pretty sure they feel the same way about uh some of my takes but i enjoy it um i definitely will be back on that show i like the energy like the you know saying guys uh and, and you know, and ladies that was on the show. So shouts out to them. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what you all want to talk about. If you want to comment, I know some people uh, wanted to uh, say some things about the show. Feel free to do so. I just ask that you show respect. There will be no profanity. I won't read that. Okay, y'all know how we do it here, man. We keep it completely PG as we possibly can. All right. So I think that you can express yourself, but please express yourself in a more adult less sophomoric manner all right so i'm open to anybody's opinions and thoughts and views but let's just make sure that uh we we keep it pg here on the state of the saints podcast now earlier we were talking about the saints news right leading up to week one versus the atlanta falcons now first off football is back all right bump all that preseason stuff is he gonna make the team is he not gonna make the team look that's all interesting but this type of football is the one that we're all prepared for this is the football that is going to decide what type of season the new orleans saints have the saints going up against the atlanta falcons in week one and if you watch in years past these two teams facing each other for the first game of the season it's always electrifying because it's it's two teams jockeying for position trying to get ahead of the curve in the division you have the new orleans saints who have a new head coach in dennis allen who has been with the team but now is taking over as the head coach on a full-time basis you have arthur smith who's going into his second year as the atlanta falcons head coach the saints offensively have some new weapons they have some guys that are coming to this team you got jarvis landry or you got michael thomas coming coming back he's been practicing so All indications are saying that he's going to play. You got Chris Alabe, the rookie, out of Ohio State. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Mark Ingram. I mean, the Saints have an offensive line that's intact. So you have to be excited. The Saints last season finished the season ranked 28 in offense. That's horrible. That's pathetic. But now they have Pete Carmichael under his leadership throughout the years when he's had the opportunity to call plays. The Saints have averaged over 400 yards of total offense, and I mentioned this on the Falcons podcast, that if you look at the wide receiver group of the New Orleans Saints during that time, when Pete Carmichael was calling the plays, you have to say that the Saints wide receiver to today is better than the one that put up those numbers. Now, you can say that Drew Brees was the quarterback, and of course, Drew Brees at that particular time was a walking, talking 300 yards per game uh, machine, but Jameis Winston has the capability of being that guy and he also brings a different dynamic which a lot of teams did not see over the years and that is the ability to stretch the field you're going to see a lot of different looks that the Saints normally couldn't get because of the arm talent that Drew Brees had at the time versus the arm talent that Jameis Winston has and both quarterbacks on both teams have something to prove you have Marcus Mariota all right, I think a lot of people don't remember this, but once upon a time, the first overall pick was Jameis Winston, the second overall was Marcus Mariota. Those guys, together, you know, what I'm saying, came into the league together one and two, respectively. And both of these guys are trying to take advantage of another opportunity to be a starter. Uh, I expect Marcus Mariota to uh, probably mimic or do some of the things that I've seen in years past that have helped. Uh defenses or you know offenses rather uh, get the advantage over a Dennis Allen's defense I'm pretty sure that Arthur Smith is probably going to be looking at a lot of those Philadelphia Eagles games in order to know how to approach that and maybe mimic some of the things that they did that were really successful I also think that the Atlanta Falcons are going to put emphasis on a running game Arthur Smith coming over from the Tennessee Titans they were built by a big offensive line and uh, you know, what I'm saying big running backs, you know, what I'm saying to be able to fight for those extra yards and also set up the play action with Ryan Tannehill. I expect for them to try to run the football to set up the play action to try to have those deep passes down the field. But here's the caveat, folks there are not the New Orleans Saints get one of the best looks at play action in practice every single day. Jameis Winston is one of the best play action quarterbacks in the league. Now, you can talk about the turnovers and all that kind of stuff, but when it comes to a percentage of being successful during a play action, I don't think that the New Orleans Saints are going to see much better than what Jameis Winston can bring. So I think that with the Atlanta Falcons, them having the ability to take advantage of, of the play action by trying to wear down the Saints' defense, I think that the Saints will be prepared for it. Should be an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't it would be a shock to me if it is but both teams have something to prove both teams are trying to solidify themselves as as being one of the best teams in the league to me the saints uh last season they came up short you know missing the playoffs they won the last game of the season (laughs) versus the falcons and uh just the fact that the 49ers didn't get the job done they needed a little help uh the 49ers uh yeah, the 49ers end up beating the, the Rams in order for the New Orleans Saints to be eliminated from playoff contention. So the Saints would have easily been in the playoffs if that lead would have held up the, the 17 to nothing lead before the 49ers came storming back. But, you know, d- despite all of the different difficulties that the Saints faced last season, they still were able to be in the mix. So that's that's a uh, that's pretty good. So it should be an interesting game. But I'm gonna go ahead and read some of your comments and then we'll just go from there uh let's start at the top here uh them falcons gonna get it in three days <laughs> tj jones must be mad if he's coming back home for his second show no nah, no nah, i'm not mad at all uh the first show wasn't even really a show it was more like me just letting people know that i was going to be on a podcast they didn't really talk that much on that one so uh this is actually the actual podcast show they were delusional look I, I can't say they were delusional or not. I I just know that when you love your team, sometimes, you know, you have like this level of optimism when teams start to do things that are different, that you're not really used to seeing and you you become like more, you know, hooked on it. Right. And And you feel like you're you get more like courage, you know, to be able to speak out and say what you have to say. Look, I said it before um and i said again i said it on that show and i said here i just think that the saints are a better football team i think the atlanta falcons are going to be a good football team eventually you know what i'm saying if if they continue to like build up what they're doing but man i i just think that when it comes to how they're believing is more of lip service like i, I looked at the, the press conference when uh you know, Dean Peeves was talking about how he wants the defense to be aggressive and physical and stuff like that. And that, that would put a fire under a fan base because he feels like, oh, he's calling them out. But I need to see it. You know, I'm. It, it was no I don't mean no disrespect, but I just I need to see it. It's just like with the Saints. I feel like the Saints confidently can be a really good football team. But and they got a lot of pieces that they added that have helped him. But I still need to see it. You know, I still need to see it, you know. But I, I just think that a lot of the optimism is coming through lip service. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it on 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 the field just yet. Uh so that, that's the way I feel about it. I, I just I mean, I don't know. Uh they had to be smoking something. <laughs> uh let's see. Well, the Saints cover the spread and why. Um I think the Saints are cover. You know, I think they'll cover the spread. I think that it's going to come down to uh who has the i won't say who has the ball last but who can execute and and make a play um so that's the way i feel about it but i will say this uh if if the new orleans saints come into mercedes-benz stadium and jump on the atlanta falcons and like just dominate them like i don't think like if, if the saints start off and it's like 14 to nothing i just think that they're going to like run away with this football game. But I don't see that happening. I think that the Falcons have something to prove, and that's cool and all, but the Saints got something to prove too. And a lot of these guys are looking at their football immortality and thinking to themselves, I don't know how many opportunities I'm going to get. And a lot of these guys believe that this is, you know, the, the, the best opportunity they can have in order for them to make, you know, a, a run at this. The Saints have the capability of making a run. They really do. Uh, You speak our Saints truth. Yeah, man. Well, I try to, you know, I try to like I I don't just go about who going to stop, who going, who going to stop, who, you know, I, I look at the stats like when the Saints play the Falcons, you know, Falcons fans will be like, man, who going to stop Julio? Like we've seen Marshawn Lattimore neutralize and shut down Julio Jones, like Julio Jones didn't even really get into the end zone most of the time. You know, he made a couple of good plays that, you know what I'm saying, that stood out, but for the most part, Lattimore has had his number. And if I'm going to be and if I'm being real, if I was the Saints, I would put <laughs> I would put Latimore on Kyle Pitts because here's the thing. Lattimore matches up really, really well against big physical guys. He does, you know? Like the biggest issue is, you know, like the little scatty, you know what I'm saying, type guys, the little slot guys, those are the guys that he kind of suffer against. Big body guys don't really bother me. You you got people like the Mike Evans, the the Julio's, you know what I'm saying? Like those those guys right there, I feel like he feel like he at home cuz he can kind of be, you know, physical with those type of guys. So, we know that the Falcons are going to try to light him up almost like, you know, some some on some Jimmy Graham type stuff, you know, uh he's going to be playing mostly like wide receiver type, you know, routes and stuff like that. So, he's kind of going to be like Juwan Johnson on steroids. So, but I would, if I was the Saints, that's what I would do. That, I mean, honestly, I, would, I feel like that would be beneficial to them to being successful. And it's not like we haven't seen that before. We've seen uh, the New England Patriots do it uh, with Jimmy Graham when the Saints had Graham, and Graham was like the leading receiver. They used to line him up in different type of ways. The Patriots put a key to leave on him the whole game, and you know he was able to neutralize what uh, Jimmy Graham was doing. So if I were the Saints, uh, don't be surprised if you see. Marshawn Lattimore kind of telling Kyle Pitts because of his ability. Uh, when it comes to, like, Drake London, uh, I think that the Saints don't really have that much information on him. So I think that they probably look at that as a, a comfortable matchup between uh, him and Bradley Roby. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm pretty sure Drake London is going to play, even though they're talking about they're going to wait. I don't see the point of waiting. Like, he's going to play. Nola says we got you. I appreciate that, man. We got you back. Jerry says I, I, I thank you for that. Says you're never alone, TJ. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh let's see, strolling down a little bit. I know the Saints are not unbeatable, but some of the those Falcons guys were talking from emotion. Yeah, I I, I mean, I mentioned that. You know, I, I did mention that. I said, Man, we got to be careful that we're not speaking from emotion i don't speak from emotion you know what i'm saying like i I don't like am i emotional about the saints yes okay when they i want them to win just as much as everybody else but i understand that if you're a fan of another team you're not going to be singing the praises of the new orleans saints and if you're a falcon fan you're definitely not going to do it uh I, i just think that a lot of the take is based on optimism like When I look at the New Orleans Saints, I don't have to, like, really – I'm optimistic, but I know what they're capable of. Like, I know what they're they're capable – they got a really good offensive line. We've seen them play together. And as far as you talk about with Teron Armstead, let's just be serious, man. I love Teron. But we know he was going to be missing about five or six games, so it's not like we don't know what life is like without Teron Armstead on a consistent basis. You look at Alvin Kamara. You know, you look at Mark Ingram. You look at what Michael Thomas was able to do when it was just him and Alvin Kamara in the backfield. And also, you have to look at the fact of what Jameis did before injury. So it's not like, oh, you know, I'm hoping Jameis can. Like We know that Jameis is capable of doing some really good things. You know, I think people just get wrapped up in the 30 for 30 stuff but they act as if that was the only season a dude played I, i've said this so many times here on the podcast that Jameis winston if you combine all of his interceptions touchdowns right all right if you combine all his interceptions and average it out he averages about 15 interceptions per year that's about average like we we fall in love with the mahomes and, and the aaron Rodgers, and we just think that that's the standard right because those guys have single digit interceptions but guys that have really good years don't always, you know, equate into single interceptions. For example, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford threw what, about 17, 18 interceptions last season, but nobody seems to care about that kind of stuff. Why? Because he won a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, it's about the end result, it's about the end game. What are you going to be able to do? What are you going to be able to do when it matters most? Okay. Uh and I think that Jameis will be able to get it done. I'm always uh, out of season and don't watch live stream. Happy to be back. Let's ride. Mickey, thank you, man. Them dudes was biased. Of course. I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a Falcon podcast. Of course you're going to be biased. It's your favorite team. Uh, all love. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, can we do next week New Orleans Saints versus Tampa Buccaneers roundtable next week? Yeah, man. I mean, look, we can doing that going forward. I know I've been I know I've been in Vegas <laughs> and I know I've been on vacation, but you look, we still know in the State of the Saints podcast. We back. We just tried to get refreshed, uh, rejuvenated, if you will. You know, we gotta get back, you know, and we gotta make sure that you know we we having a good time and having fun. But now we back and we ready to talk football. Uh TJ, how was Vegas? Uh hot. Uh very, very, very hot. Uh <laughs> um, but look, me and my wife, we had a really good time. Um we went out there to see the Usher concert, which I encourage anybody. Like, if you're in Vegas, uh, you're looking for something to do, man. You, you got to go see Usher, Usher Residency out there. I'm not even real big on concerts, and I enjoyed that one. Uh, also, man, it was just some, you know, man, it, it was hot, but I really did enjoy myself. I definitely would go back to Vegas. Um, definitely, you know what I'm saying, plan on going back, you know, more often. Uh, and. um I encourage anybody to go. If if you have not been to Vegas, please go. Okay, um it's a fun place to go. It's a fun place to go. Let's see who that. Yeah, football is back. uh The Bills seventeen, Rams ten. Look like the Rams came back because I think they were down ten to nothing at one time, if I'm not mistaken. Tragic. Thank you very much for the one ninety nine. Says please do a follow up show with those guys. Please. Yeah, I told them. I said I will be back on the show. I said rather they win or they lose, you know, I'll be back. You know, I, I told him that. I enjoyed it. Like, I know some people, you know, <laughs> I, I know sometimes, you know, it's hard to stomach that, you know, type of stuff if you're not a fan of, of a team or whatever. But I enjoyed it. And I, I'm glad that they they actually, you know, believed in what they were saying and they didn't back down. I, I respect that. One of them Falcon people talking about they only going to lose one game in the division. um i mean <laughs> we'll see why atlanta is said uh that uh their team is different like we aren't well look i i, I hate to see it like this and i know people were seeing me and i was smiling and they think that it was being you know condescending or whatever or you know being like i, I wasn't i just heard this before like i I've, I've heard like all the things that atlanta is gonna do and what they're going to add to the team and what they've done. And I'm not saying that they won't. Like, I'm not saying that they won't. But all I'm saying is you got to make a believe out of me. And I don't feel bad about saying that because how many times you've watched the State of the Saints podcast and I've said that the Saints look good on paper, but you got to be able to play between the lines. So we can talk about them adding this and them adding that, but you got to be able to go out there and execute. And I'm definitely not about to sit up here and just started like man they got this and fall in love with speeches and rah-rah and all that kind. look i need to see this thing happen okay i I know that was a really good drive andy dalton really good drive Jameis winston but look i need to see this thing up close that's what that's what i need to see so i understand them buying into what the team is selling just makes the the atlanta falcons really good salesmen, but I don't expect for them to like not have optimism about their team. You should. They're going to have that. I mean, it's just different looking at it from a team that we all despise. <laughs> I have a problem, though. Who do I start in my fantasy? Mike T. Olave or, or Juice? To me, to be quite honest, I would actually start, I would start Jarvis Landry. I'll start Jarvis Landry, to be honest. Uh, phone lines tj uh no Uh, phone lines will actually take place on on tomorrow's show it'll take place on tomorrow's show i'm gonna do a show uh on tomorrow and then we'll just take uh some phone calls on that one because jared to be honest with you man it's been a really long day i you know i ended up like touching da- touchdown uh in jackson mississippi like around 10 o'clock last night right uh 10 o'clock last night me and my wife uh came back from vegas I drove down to Vicksburg, picked up my son from my mom's house, and we drove 11 hours back to Myrtle Beach, okay? I got home like around 11.30, 12 o'clock noon, and I only got maybe like about three or four hours of sleep before I had to get up in order to like do that podcast with them. So your boy kind of spent, you know, and I want to make sure that I'm giving people undivided attention and making sure that I respect what they're, you know, actually saying. But it's been a long day, and uh, so we're we're going to uh, do a podcast on tomorrow, and we're going to talk about it. And then Saturday, of course, uh, we'll do another podcast. That one I'll probably do in a hotel room um, because I'll be uh, going to Atlanta uh, for the game on Sunday. TJ wasn't uh, trying to hurt their feelings. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't so much you trying to hurt their feelings. I mean, here, here's the thing, Ryan we can talk till we blew in the face right it's almost like i use this example you got a best friend right ryan um you got a best friend all right this just your boy right here It's your guy he dating a girl right he dating a girl and you can obviously see like this ain't a good this ain't a good fit for him like man you can do better than this man you telling him right man you can do better than this you, you need to, you know what I'm saying, do this, that, and the third, man. They got so many other people out here that can do you right. But that friend keep on saying, nah, man, this is my girl, man. Is, I, I love her, man. I love her. Like, you can't change that friend's mind. If I was just to sit up here and talk about the Atlanta Falcons and saying, you know, they lost this and, you know, they gave up a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Like, they know all these different. It's not going to change the way that they feel about their squad. It's not. So I rather I rather hit you in the face with some truth. You know what I'm saying versus like a bunch of opinionated stuff. Like when you when for example when they talk about Kyle Pitts dominating in the Saints, that wasn't true. He had 62 yards in the first game and 8 in the second. Right? So that that's not exactly dominating, right? I mean Kyle Pitts is a a dominant tight end/wide slash wide receiver type guy, but he didn't dominate the Saints, right? Cordell Patterson had a really good game against the Saints the first time, but I don't know if he played or not in the second, but he didn't he didn't replicate what he did. So here like I'd rather sit up here and, and talk about things that matter. You know what I'm saying? Like logical things. Like me just saying, oh, the Saints just gonna beat the Falcons. How? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like I just think that they better. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I said I felt like the Saints were better, but I told them why. I told them why they were better. You know, people are putting a lot of, you know, stock in the fact that Dennis Allen is the head coach, but the Saints didn't lose anybody. They didn't lose anybody defensively. They didn't lose anybody offensively, and they gained Doug Marone as an offensive uh, line coach who is arguably one of the best when it comes to, like, at that position. So I'd rather sit up here and talk about things that are plausible, things that are factual things that are actually being proven right it's like when people talk about oh well michael thomas or whatever i'm like michael thomas last time he played the falcons on a bum ankle went for 100 plus yards and then they talked about um I, i one of the wide receivers you know for the falcons going for 130 plus yards but i'm like you know it was a lot of soft shell defense during that time you know like it, I call it taco Bell defense soft shell you know what'm saying <laughs> like soft defense you know what I'm saying like that i mean so of course like he was probably eating in 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 the zone or whatever but I don't know here here's the reality you you can't change the mind of people that love they squad you you can't so why waste your time? I'd rather hit people in the face with some truth and something things that they can't that that can't be disputed, and you have no choice but to believe that. It'd rather you can accept it or not but let me see that dude on the show said he rather have simeon over dalton well look <laughs> that's probably from a that probably from a cowboy standpoint when it comes to uh andy dalton um i and also with the chicago bears but i i say this all the time and i'm gonna stand by this it's about where you go Who's coaching you? And I think people like look at Andy Dalton as if this dude was just trash for the Bengals. He was not. The dude still was making it to the playoffs as the quarterback. I mean, it's a reason why AJ Green was a was respected wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? TJ zada, You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all know. Like these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like well, not so much TJ it was towards the end of his career. But AJ Green and Andy Dalton came into the league together, right? I think Andy was the second round pick and AJ Green was the first. And both of those guys made a name for themselves by that that, that connection that they had. So I just think that people tend to forget about the good moments that Andy Dalton had. Now, they, you know, they kind of scoffed a little bit when I talked about Andy Dalton, you know, coming into a game and being able to win. I'm like it's possible you know what i'm saying like some some people would probably make an argument to believe that andy dalton might have a better chance of winning than Jameis. i don't believe it but some people do some people do some like how many arguments or how many times have people got mad at me or made a comment talking about how bobby Bell feels about andy dalton over Jameis winston right so i don't believe it but i mean everybody's entitled to their opinion but I have to say we have to be real careful not to allow media narratives to go into our minds and not allow us to do the research on our own. Like, when it comes to Marcus Mariota, like, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, he his, his career has been plagued with injuries and I just feel like at the time the Tennessee Titans were trying to figure it out. I mean, what, Jeff Fisher was the coach, if I'm not mistaken? Was he? Was he the coach or was it um someone else? I'm not I'm not too sure. You know what I'm saying? Like so he really didn't have a chance. The the whole entire organization was in kind of in shambles. So how can you build around that? And it was the same thing with Jameis. So I feel like both guys should have a second chance to try to do some things and hopefully both of them will be able to uh you know take advantage of those situations the guy they were calling coach listed all the reasons why the Falcons are better than the Saints in his opinion uh, then proceeded to say the Seahawks will give them problems I had to hit the Bishop Bullwinkle (laughs) well look um he was talking about um Jarvis Landry struggling in in zone or something like that if I'm not mistaken I you know I don't I don't agree with that you know what I'm saying like If you look at, man, I don't really look at Juice Landry struggling in any capacity. You know what I'm saying? I think that dude had a capability of being a number one receiver. And if you look at Ryan Tannehill throwing him the football, you know what I'm saying? Baker Mayfield trying to figure it out. Like, the dude always was eating. You know what I'm saying? The dude always moving chains. And I think what you've seen in a little spurt um, at the beginning of of that game versus the Chargers, I think that's how the Saints want to use him. You know, he's going to be that third down guy, that guy that the Saints have been missing and haven't had since, to me, since Willie Sneed. So I think that he might do that. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi, my uh, hometown. Don't drink the water, TJ. Yeah, Doug, you know, definitely was dealing with some water issues uh, down there. Um, You know, shouts out to the people in Jackson, man. Let's just go ahead and get this thing done. Let's try to get this, this water uh, on for these individuals man this is ridiculous it's taking this long i feel like if it was any other city one of these bigger cities you would have had all different type of scientists and stuff like that trying to come down there you know you had the, the core of engineers like let, let's get that water back on man and let, let's treat these people with the respect that they deserve I, I i get it it's gonna take some time and all that but man people need their water uh yeah i definitely was in jackson uh at the airport Everybody knows, you know, Jackson uh, is where I went to college. I went to Jackson State University. Shouts out to the Tigers, beating the brakes. of fam, you okay? I heard, I heard somebody. I'm not sure who it is, and I won't call your name out. I won't try to look for you. I hope you come find me. But somebody told me that fam, you was gonna do something to about two something, okay? And that didn't happen. Now it didn't happen. All right, they they got beat to sleep. So I would like that person that was talking all that noise about family you to please step forward. Please, please come to the front of the church, okay? Because you have a testimony you need to make, okay? First, giving on in obedience to the Almighty God, pastor, officers, and members, everyone, everyone. TJ, I was wrong about family you. That's all I need to hear, right? So we you don't have to, you, you don't have to be like the preacher. I ain't gonna hold you long, right? But I would like for you to, you know, stand on your word, okay that's that's a lot of crow you eating right now that, that crow right there you gained about 10 pounds with that uh we appreciate you tj <laughs> nah he sold uh i'm playing uh you know my boy tj hit him with the facts look man like i said i don't yeah you you're not gonna change anybody's mind bro like seriously you yeah, you're not gonna change anybody's mind so i'd rather i i just thought it was i thought it was funny that they you know they just you know just think that the saints are just gonna fall by the wayside and just quit and give up and don't have no spunk no juice look i understand that sean payton is a hell of a head coach and i understand that drew Brees was a hell of a quarterback but man i i I, I don't understand like anybody just think that this team just gonna be some scrubs It's all right, TJ. I know the feeling after a long trip. It happens to me. Yeah, man, it was tough. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotions. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that code is TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And also, if you know someone that's dealing with a gambling problem or a gambling crisis, dial 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. You have to be 21 years of age to play and reside in Louisiana. New customer offer valid, $200 in free bets, new customers only. Valid one per new customer, minimum five dollar deposit. Two hundred dollars issued as eight twenty-five dollar free bets. It ends nine nineteen twenty-two at eight p.m. One early win token issued per eligible game. Token expires at the start of the eligible game. If you want to know more information, see terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash-football-terms. Uh, he was spitting <laughs> tj laid an egg <laughs> uh, let's see uh tj no you didn't take it easy on them uh people did you no i ain't take it easy on them. i mean look like i said man when i i, I go on podcasts and stuff you know i'd rather just sit up there and, and, and try to talk about some facts right give me some situations that happen that you feel would be you know what i'm saying that would be reasonable you know what i'm saying without a reasonable doubt why you feel that way but if you feel like man we got this we got that and, and you ain't seeing it work or you feel like it ain't gonna have to you know benefit you know like, I, I mean all this stuff is just a bunch of well wishes like when i talk about you know when you say stuff like i think marshawn Lattimore is overrated i can say well he put up his best numbers statistically in his entire season since in his entire career versus rookie season probably since his rookie season you know um the guy that you said that can't be stopped was stopped you know what i'm saying like you know like so and, and the guy who is arguably the greatest wide receiver in your team's history the number of times where he was guarding Lattimore, Lattimore won that matchup so it's not coming from a place it's almost like to me, okay, A.J. Terrell plays for the Falcons. I don't like him. I think he overrated. Like, he's not. I think he's very talented. You know what I'm saying? I think he's underrated as, as a cornerback. I'm Look, I, I appreciate gradients. I don't care where you come from. I, I think what the problem is when you start to, like, look at things emotionally and it starts to go into your dialogue. That's when I feel like, that's when I feel like, you know, you know, ain't no hope for that. Me, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going I'm to tell you what I feel, and um, you can accept it or not. But I have, fact, I, I have facts to back it up. I'm not going to say, oh, man, he ain't do nothing. What you mean he ain't do nothing? He went for 130-something yards. Nah, bro, but, like, the person you're talking about had 60 yards and then eight yards the second game. But this is the guy that you're saying all-world unstoppable force, right? You know, I got to see it uh it'll be interesting if their fan base as a whole will buy into them uh this season or if there'll be an empty stadium on their side like all years before you know Hart. here's the thing and i I mentioned this (laughs) if you notice like towards the end of the show i made a joke i said i'm thinking about wearing a button up and some slacks so i can fit in with the atlanta falcon fan base because they so casual uh and they they even spoke on that if you if you listen to it you know they they talk about how they they get on their fan base for not supporting the team but here's the thing the city of atlanta is loaded with a bunch of individuals that aren't from atlanta people move to atlanta from different places from all walks of life for so so they can get a piece of the the african-american dream you know what i'm saying not that they ain't got white people in atlanta they do okay uh, shouts out to austin theory but here's <laughs> and uh but here's the thing you know people come to atlanta to be an entrepreneur they they go to atlanta to you know try to find their way on the set of tyler perry's next movie or next tv show they you know what i'm saying they, they try to you know be on the next you know real housewives like you know they got so many other things that they can do i will give i will give them that okay but here's the thing don't come here and talk to me about your passion and love for your team if it's conditional when it comes to the new orleans saints you have people that have been rocking with the new orleans saints since the 90s when they were terrible from the 80s when they were terrible 70s when they were terrible like you have people that's like that now they will pinpoint certain exceptions to the rule, like there was a clip that was played Lil Wayne talking about uh him putting on a starter jacket which everybody like I don't care you know what I'm saying like I get it right that that's his prerogative he don't like the Saints but it seems like people just like to bring him up you know what I'm saying like look dude I mean I like Lil Wayne he's a legend rap legend but the dude I mean, he's from New Orleans, but I don't think of New Orleans when I think of Lil Wayne. I don't. I think about a couple more people before I even think about him as a rapper. Yeah, he's great. Okay, and he's from the city. That's great too. But everybody's not gonna like like everybody just because you're from the city. Everybody's not gonna like that team of the sports teams. I mean, it's just the truth. So I mean, I don't look at that as a bad thing. But when it comes to love for the team, I guarantee you. The love for New Orleans Saints football is deeper and, and un- more unconditional than the love for the Falcons. I'm serious. Because, and and even, you know what I'm saying, and if they're being real, they, they'll, they'll tell you that too. They'll tell you that too. I got 95 people watching this right now. I ask that you hit the like button. Please hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast and all the content. I'm going to scroll down a little bit, and uh, we're going to end up, like, calling it a night. But I do have to mention this. Uh, We got to pay some bills real quick. Uh, The State of Saints podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Says, football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotions. It's simple bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sports app now and use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS and get $200 in free bets instantly, okay? So, DraftKings.com, search, uh, I mean, download the app, uh, use the promo code SOTS, and uh, you'll be able to take advantage of that promotion. So, shouts out to DraftKings, man. Shouts out to them uh, and them uh, being official uh, sponsor of the STATE OF SAINTS podcast. All right, so I'm gonna read a few more and then I'm gonna get up out of here. It says uh well, Derek says, Well, Buffalo, like the street poppers, want the smoke, and they brought it to the Rams. Uh Greg TJ, I understand it's all opinionated for the most part, but when they diss the Saints, not a top NFC team, and we not <laughs> creve of the crop. I almost clicked off. Uh, we've been uh one of the best uh winning teams is facts yeah here's the thing you know that was to in in a way was spoken from emotion it's more like what you want to happen versus what's going to happen they they bring up the fact about the playoffs look I, i feel like this man one thing that that bothers me is when people tell a story but they don't tell the whole story they don't tell the whole story like they'll say oh the saints missed the playoffs but they wouldn't say, oh, the Saints were there at the very end and it took another team to lose. Like they still had opportunity to make the playoffs. So it's not, and they they would have. They did what they were supposed to do as far as winning a game. And then on top of that, what makes it worse is the fact that the Saints beat them to do it. So the Saints did their job. Like, so if you didn't want the Saints to make, I'll put it like this: how much bragging rights would the Atlanta Falcon fan base have if the Saints Needed to be win that game to make it to the playoffs, and the 49ers lost, and the Falcons beat the Saints, and the Saints would have made the playoffs if you know what I'm saying. Like, and you know, like because they they didn't make the playoff because they beat the Falcon. I feel like that would be bragging rights, but the Saints beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like the Saints beat you in order for them to at least be there at the end, you know, and and make it to the playoff. People don't tell the whole story. Like, I I don't know, you know, but I I think that they know. It's more like, mm, it's more like they want that to happen versus they know it's going to happen. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you don't know if the Saints going to be one of the best teams in the league or might be like win one, lose one. We don't know, but we'll see. I was in junior high and high school, the Dawn Patrol days. The team was like pop stars then. I remember meeting them at the airport. Well, that's a good thing. You know, they they definitely were, and they, they're iconic even to this day. Uh, let's see. After the Rams blowing it last year against the 49ers to keep us out of the playoffs, the Bills uh, can hang 100 on them, and I'll be fine with it. Yeah. I Honestly, man, I, I don't understand. I use 017 and nothing. Let these guys come storming back. I really think Stafford's uh, tendinitis is going to cause a lot of problems for them this year. Uh, he had limited snaps all offseason because of it. Well, we'll see, man. I mean, look, Matthew Stafford didn't set the world on fire last season. It, it just kind of gets swept under the rug because they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he wasn't like balling out of control or nothing like that. I mean, he had stumbles along the way. But, of course, all that stuff gets uh, wiped out because they won the Super Bowl. All right. Nobody cares how you played during a regular season if it equates to the Super Bowl. Like, can somebody tell me what Joe Flacco numbers were going into that 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 season where the the Baltimore Ravens won? Probably can. Wouldn't send the world on fight. You know, but when he got into the playoffs, he had this out of body experience. So, bro, a check down Charlie the (laughs) cuff. Look, man, I don't care about being a check down Charlie. Does those check downs work? Do, do, do those check downs work is my only question. But I tell you what, um, Josh Allen, um he was he was supposed to be the lead, you know, MVP and all that kind of stuff, man. And last time I checked, we had a touchdown and two interceptions. and somebody's saying interception, so did he throw a third one? Uh TJ, uh, that's what I said over there when he said the Saints didn't make the playoffs. I was like, put some perspective on that. Why didn't we? uh tell one part of the story just to help their case. Of course. Cause nobody, nobody's gonna sit up there and, and try to, you know, <laughs> it, it try to cover up, you know what I'm saying? Or give, you know, if you're trying to make a valid point. But I think you just gotta put that thing into perspective. Uh maybe three touchdowns, two interceptions. Stafford threw three picks. Yeah. You mean Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen balling. Okay. Yeah, man, I mean, look, somebody somebody talking about Matthew Stafford with the three picks. Um, Matthew Stafford threw a lot of picks last season. I'm telling y'all, go look at the stats. Nobody's talking about that because they won. They won the Super Bowl. So why would they talk about that? You know, it, it's pointless. Everybody is just a decoy for Cup. TJ, I know you said it was one of the most important things for us to address the uh, in past pod, but the Saints locked down McCoy today. I breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. I think once you realize that the Saints traded CJ Gardner Johnson, I think you kind of can see the writing on the wall that uh they were going to uh extend uh, Eric McCoy because that was that big debate, right? For a lot of us. Uh this is Celsa, by the way. And i just wanna let everybody know I'm not, you know what I'm saying, like getting my whistle wet with <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that it was pretty much a right, you know what I'm saying, a foregone conclusion. That I mean. Locking up McCoy is huge, and um, I think he's one of the best uh, centers in the league. And I, I think the Saints uh, know that, and that's the reason why they signed him. So congratulations to him. Hope all y'all can come out uh support Who That Nation. We're doing an event called the Fix That uh, Kickback HBCU promo. Tickets available now at www.fixitart.com. So y'all make sure that y'all can support the Fix It Art Kickback HBCU promos uh if i'm not mistaken uh, king Arthur is going to different hbcus taking uh his talents on the road uh, his art talent uh if you don't follow on uh, king arthur on instagram I, I encourage you to do so fix it arts um and he he, he has like different videos of the different activities that uh, they all offer um, they're extremely fun and exciting uh definitely uh something i would love to do uh so y'all make sure that y'all support that okay so uh, you might be coming to a town near you. Yeah, that's a dove. Uh, Big McCoy lockdown for the future. Yeah, that, that's that's a huge win. You you want to be able to keep uh your offensive line and some of the best players on your offensive line as long as possible. TJ, let me find out you got a Mad Dog Twenty Twenty in the brown bag. uh Nah, we we not drinking that Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Okay, <laughs> we 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 not in the college dorm no more. You know what I'm saying? Like we we ain't drink we. Ain't... Going all the way to the bottom of the cooler. Why well, for some apparent reason mad dog always at the bottom of your local cooler at the gas station? I, I know they all noticed that, right? It's like always at the bottom shelf, right? And it comes in like this uh, uh moonshine type bottle. <laughs> like, you know, you used have like the old people, you know, say back in the 20s and 30s, they have the hooch in their back pocket, you know what I'm saying? they're hot, they just pull it out and drink a little swig of it, put it, put the put the top back on, and put it in their back pocket. That's what that mad dog do, right? And then they got, like, the longer bottles, too. You know what I'm saying? It looked like, you know, the, the blue juice looked like, you know, some magic potion or something like that's going to turn you into a superhero or something. Man. <laughs> TJ watching Buffalo beat up on the Rams. Buffalo looks good. Yeah, man, Buffalo, we know that they were going to be a good football team. Um, they came up short last year and probably one of the most exciting, um, one of the most exciting playoff games you ever wanted to see, the entire playoffs uh was excited every game was edge of seat let's see thanks for the shout out tj love to you and all the who that nation no no problem man alan Robinson been quiet that's not a good thing because everybody was talking about how he was supposed to shine through and but i mean it, it's it's early it's early man it's early Let, let's not let's not put too much into it if we're having the same conversation around week five then maybe it's something that you know calls to pause but not not right now uh bills d uh look like they're ready to uh, go home letting the lambs get first downs right and left after fumbling that ball and i'm gonna have to watch this game well i'm probably not i'm tired man i'll probably check out the highlights in the morning mad dog 2020 blue juice look like that stuff that brings out buddy love from <laughs> another professor <laughs> uh let's see tj i don't know what's wrong with them falcon fans earlier that one dude was a definition of Uh, was a definition of a walking delusion they love their team man tj that super bowl hangover in full effect bills versus saints book it in february i hope you're right i don't care if it's saints bills saints Bengals, saints cheese as long as the saints in that number no pun intended but i want to say thank you all for checking out the state of the saints podcast and shout out to everybody that checked out the atlanta falcons nation podcast i was a part of thank you all for your support as well if you have not already please hit that like button on your way out also hit the subscription button okay subscribe to the state of the saints podcast we're one of the most interactive podcasts out there Uh, we cover the new orleans saints uh much love to everybody that's here if this is your first time hopefully it won't be your last Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?